0: Welcome
1: to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Salem. It's a wonderful Wednesday morning uh, here in the New York area, and I hope the same for you. Just wanted to let everybody know uh, it's hard to believe that summer is ending, but you know, sustainability is ongoing. So wherever you are, we're going to sustain till the end of the year. We want everybody that listens to the Sustainable Success Radio Show to join us on Facebook at Sustainable Success. Please come by, uh, like what you see, uh, participate in the group, and you'll find out all the past episodes there as well as on the influencer channel with Voice America. We got a great show today. We're going to be talking today about six surefire ways to be co- secure more media attention for sustainable success. And I have a friend of mine, Tom Martin, who specializes in uh, PR that is going to be talking to us about a wide variety of different ways to you know, generate exposure through PR. Tom is great at what he does. And before I introduce him, let me give you a brief background about Tom. Tom, uh, before moving into public relations to work with authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, and experts in a wide range of fields, Tom spent 20 years as a network news producer – Tom has produced stories for Diane Sawyer, Charlie Rose, and numerous network television anchors and correspondents, and secured coverage for his own PR clients on Good Morning America, the NBC Nightly News, and other widely seen programs, as well as on radio, online, and in print nationally and in most major U.S. markets. Tom, I'd like to welcome you to the show.
2: Thanks, Chris. It's wonderful to be with you. I, I know we've had one, you know, lots of stimulating, uh, fun, and you know, thought-provoking conversations over the years, and so it's fun to, to do it in this format. I, I appreciate uh, the invitation. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. And just to let everybody know, Tom and I are actually neighbors. Uh, we're, we live... Uh, a town apart from one another in, in the Fairfield County, Connecticut. He lives in the wonderful town of Richfield. So, and uh, Tom, the weather's beautiful today, right? Exactly. Yes.
2: Yes. It's a nice, nice time of year to be here in Connecticut. I have to say. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's been a mild, uh, mild August, so to speak. So hopefully we'll see. Maybe we'll have our August in September, but
2: we'll, exactly. we'll find out after Labor Day.
1: <laughs> so. So, Tom, we, we're 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 talking about an interesting topic today about you know surefire ways to secure more media attention. And and you know, listeners to the Sustainable Success radio show are going to be entrepreneurs, business leaders, influencers. You know, they could also be authors, uh, speakers, and coaches. And because there's just so much information out there, and there's so many coaches and speakers and entrepreneurs. A lot of times because of all this information, it's really hard to really stand out. And I guess you have to have a strategy when it comes to really looking, you know, for finding ways to stand out and to become an influencer and to be seen as an expert in what you do. So in terms of you know, looking at this particular area, what are some of the things that you could, you know, talk about here on the first leg of the show of some ideas that these individuals could start looking at to stand out and to be seen as the go-to person in their field?
2: Sure. Well, that's a great question, of course. And uh, let, me, let me sort of frame the conversation a little bit by um, sort of explaining why I do what I do, you know, why I – love helping people with this and why, why people really, you know, sometimes I speak to local groups and so on, and I title the talk, you know, Do-It-Yourself Public Relations, because you really can do it yourself. You know, it's great to work with an expert, but you really can do it yourself, uh, which is what, you know, we'll be talking about today. And uh, I think it's a, a natural desire for all of us to be of service. You know, it's sort of like the, you know, the fundamental cornerstone of being in business to bring value to the table and so on. And so whether we're a financial advisor or an artist or an author or, you know, whoever we may be, I think we all have that natural desire. I'd like to serve people. I'd like to change their lives. I'd like to help them. And then, you know, as you know, you've discovered for yourself over the years, there comes a point when you want to reach more people. You know, it's great working a one-on-one, but you you really want to reach a group of people. You want to reach perhaps a million people, you know, where the sky's the limit. And um, I really believe that a lot of the things that people can do to make that possible are fundamental. You know, it's, it's, you know, as you know, I love... uh, a number of different motivational speakers and Jim Rohn said you know be wary of somebody who comes along and says hey I have a new fundamentals like I don't think there are any new fundamentals so you need to listen to your, your instincts and your intuition and uh, for a lot of people it might seem that you know the quote unquote media is this you know vague faceless powerful entity I mean especially these days when there's lots of talk about fake news and can you trust the news and all of that well you know the, the news basically is a bunch of journalists out there whether they're using new tools like uh, you know blogging and, and podcasting or whether they're uh, doing television interviews or writing an article that's going to get printed in a newspaper that somebody would you know hold in their hands even in this digital age of ours so there you know you have a group of journalists out there and the great news is that the journalists are always looking for content you know if we're going to if we're going to generalize and talk about quote unquote the media the media is really this insatiable beast that's every single day looking for content and you know as you mentioned in in that very generous introduction a minute ago um, I worked as a producer for you know, ABC News and for the Food Network and you know, the Nightly Business Report and stuff like this and every one of those shows or organizations every single day they needed content and that's why people like us can fill, you know, fill the gap and as you teach with your coaching and in your book, you know, every one of us has brilliance inside and, you know, things that we can really uh, give others to make a difference in their lives. And so, you know, we do want to use these fundamentals to get that message out to the media. And, um, you know, there are a number of things I could talk about in that regard. And I think one of them is um, to, you know, get specific. I know that, you know, you know, speaking about, like, identifying the root cause and, well, I'd like to be in a different place in my life and, you know, very important questions like that, issues like that. I know when I've run into trouble with issues like that, I've been very vague and I haven't been specific. And getting your story out into the media works the same way. You can't really be vague. You need to be specific. So if you are in real estate, for example... Um, there are certain publications and certain journalists who cover you know obviously cover the real estate beat um, there are, you know in, in, in any particular sector that you might look at whether it's um, you know health and fitness or um, parenting or you know uh, music um, you know there's Seemingly, you know, an endless number of people that you could pitch in terms of producers and reporters and the editors of certain publications or websites and stuff like that. But you need to get specific. And so, um, if you if you're working in a certain sector, I would just encourage you to look at the publications or the websites that you follow, where you where you find things that are of interest, and see if there are certain reporters and writers and you know, podcasters and bloggers who provide you with that content. Then you have a name. Um, I again, in terms of getting specific, uh, you know a lot of you know one part of what I do uh, with people is write press releases and you know, try to put my journalist's hat on and say, well what would what would a good press release be? And we, you know we can get into that a little later in this conversation. Yeah. But, um, so you you talked yeah.
1: about, I mean, you really you know you talked about being specific, and that is so true because I mean, especially with speakers and authors, And any perceived thought leader, you know, a lot of times they'll have some great content and they're fantastic at what they do, but they're very vague in terms of where they direct this content to. You know, it could appeal to anybody. But then again, a lot of things can appeal to anybody. But when it comes to, you know, marketing and it comes to, you know, PR, if it's not laser focused to a certain audience then it's very hard to stand out because you think about it. If I'm a speaker or I'm an author or a coach, there are millions of us out there. And, you know, we're doing very similar things in personal development and business and wellness, whatever the case may be. But if it's something that is just kind of throwing mud at a wall and then seeing who's going to say, hey, I can relate to what you do. You're really missing the boat. And those are the reason why I think a lot of people struggle if you're if they're a speaker, coach, author, is that they're not laser focused on really defining who their audience is. Can you can you really go into a little bit more about that, really getting laser focused on, you know, you know, the audience that most would most benefit from. You know, one of your clients. Sure,
2: uh, sure, sure, exactly. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. Um, and, and, you know, and this is an important point. I'm glad, I'm glad that you want to spend a little more time on, on this one. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it it's just like, just like people, if they're just starting to uh, get their name out there into the quote-unquote media, television interviews, radio interviews, articles, etc., um, it can be an intimidating process because again, it seems so big, and how do you break in you know how do you how do you make those connections and um as you said, you know if you 're a coach for example, you know hey there 's millions of us out there you know it might be easy to say, oh my gosh we don 't stand a chance, why even bother blah 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 but no no no, I would definitely encourage you to you know throw your tent in the ring there in the sense that and the, the way that you do that is by being specific because um you know, uh, you can look for sort of a seasonal uh, a seasonal peg for your press release, perhaps, or your note, you know, the note that you might send to a producer and reporter. And a little later I can tell you how to find, you know, that contact information, but, you know, your pitch, so to speak. And uh, as I often talk with friends, uh, uh, you know, you might think after all these years that, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions would be so cliched that, like, who, who in the world, you know, will, you know the new, certainly the cutting-edge news media with, you know, the latest technology, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they can't possibly be interested in something so old-fashioned as New Year's resolutions, but they are. I mean, a producer's job or a reporter's job is very demanding, and a lot of these news organizations are so under understaffed these days that they're looking for a timely peg. I mean, right around now, you know, just sort of generally speaking, it's back to school time, and so um, I have a couple clients I'm working with who can, you know, sort of focus on that theme because there are people out there, you know, we live in, you know, it's almost a cliche to say we live in an information overload world. I mean, we've been living in an information overload world for, you know, a generation or two at this point, but we still do. And and with Facebook and Twitter and so on, it's even more so. But if you do emphasize one specific angle of what you have to offer, an audience who's looking for that is going to really resonate. I mean, a good friend of mine is is in the uh, SEO field, you know, search engine optimization, and he says so many people get, you know, caught up in, well, here's what I think I should be telling people out there, and this seems reasonable to me, and I, I think this seems like a good strategy, and, you know, we can have all the best intentions in the world, but if we're not delivering what people are actually looking for and find those people and find, you know you know, a show or a publication might be the bridge between that specific message, that advice on parenting, for example, you know, for that back-to-school time, and that audience out there who can benefit from that message, um, you know, we're just kind of floundering away there. So, um, you know, by the same sort of, again, in terms of getting specific and why it's valuable to get specific, um, I often tell my clients, you know, think about, Just as an example, you know, Suze Orman, the financial advisor, I'm sure Suze Orman has written a book over the years, something like, you know, the A to Z Encyclopedia of Financial Advice. Well, that's a very hard thing to pitch. I mean, we're all experts in some sense, Um, you know, have wisdom to share that people could benefit from. But if we stay stay general like that, it's very hard for people to know where to put us. You know, it's like um, I know that both you and I are active in a number of, you know, Networking, business networking groups and organizations, and you know, people are always telling me, you know, if you're going to stand up and give your little elevator pitch, mention specifically who you're looking for, what what industry, you know, maybe even a specific business or a you know description of someone. So I think it really does help to get specific with the journalists you're seeking to pitch. You know, I, I never, you know, just one tip, I never send an email to, you know, newsdesk at com or, you know, newsdesk at whatever, because that can, you know, sometimes they do look at those pitches, but generally that can go into sort of a, a black hole and never be seen again. You want specific people that you're pitching, and in your press release or your pitching note, you want to point out, you know, here's one thing that I can do. Here's why it's timely. Here's why it's helpful to people. You know, and again, that sort of, Echoing what I said a minute ago, be helpful to people. Be of service. You know, a lot of people might, you know, might say, "Well, I have this great system that people can benefit from, but I don't want to give it too much away because I've packaged it as a course or an audio recording or whatever it might be, online." You know, book and they say, Well, I don't really want to give it away. You know, and Chris, you're a perfect example of this where you are just giving value constantly to the groups you speak to, you know, to through your show here, yeah. to, to our friends. You're not saying, Well, I don't want to give that away. Then you know, maybe, you know, I think I'm gonna hold back a little bit. So I definitely encourage people, do not hold back. You know, we're all resourceful, smart people and there's an endless amount of uh, you know, wisdom that we have to share. And so the best way you can sort of solidify that connection with people out there who are looking for, you know, that narrowly defined information you're offering is to be helpful, given, you know, when, when I worked at Good Morning America for a number of years, our executive producer said, you know, every, every afternoon we had a story idea meeting and the show, for, to prepare for the show the next day, the show, the show every morning has 16 segments during the two hours, and my executive producer said, during every one of those 16 segments, the, the, the audience is sitting at home asking one question, what's in it for me? And she said, you know, when you're structuring your four or five-minute segment, what's the takeaway value? What are the quote-unquote nuggets you're going to give them? And, you know, some people are just going to be kind of passive and they're not going to act on it or mm-hmm. it just kind of washes over them a bit. But some some percentage of that audience... That your topic really resonates with them, it will resonate with them, and that if they can take action on one or two or three of the things you gave them, really concise nuggets, so to speak, they're going to really remember that. They're going to be appreciative. They're going to remember the person who gave them yeah. those nuggets. You know? So that's sort of how I yeah, Tom, it. Yeah,
1: Tom, you're so right. I mean, I mean, from what you're saying, because we're going to be going to break here in a few, uh, about 20 seconds. Uh, but it's to be really specific, really understanding your audience, and then also. Really identifying the key people that you need to get in touch with to connect with those right media connections, not just sending it to a general email or a general mailbox. So it's so important. So if you're listening and you're a speaker, you're an author, you're a coach, consultant, entrepreneur, it's important to be laser focused on knowing exactly who your niche market is and the people that you're looking to connect with that are going to allow you to convey your thought leader message to That audience. So it's very important. Again, we're with Tom Martin with Tom Martin media, and we're going to be going to break and we'll be right back.
3: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America.
0: What is balance?
3: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching
0: keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795, or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Salem. And again, we're here with Tom Martin from Tom Martin Media, and we've been talking about ways of, if you're an expert or an influencer in your industry, or as an entrepreneur, surefire ways to secure more media attention. And that's what uh, Tom had talked about in the first leg of our show. Uh, Tom, we're going to talk about now about how can the audience that's listening right now, how could they go about writing their own press release to truly stand out from the competition? I think that's so important. So what are some of the tips that they can look at and in writing their own press release.
2: Sure. Great. Well, again, thanks uh, for having me on the show. I, you know, love that we're having sort of a public forum for some of these things that we, you and I, talk about uh, fairly often uh, over the over the years here. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to share my thoughts on um, what what makes an effective press release. You know, it's interesting. Um, after I spent many years in the television news industry, this is going back 10 or 12 years. I wanted to make a shift, and so I moved out of television news and into public relations and I was working for a couple large PR firms in New York City and uh, one of those firms went through some changes and as they laid off a number of you know, top executives one fellow uh, my age said wow you know I really wish the PR field was the way it used to be where you know you'd write a press release it kind of looked like a newspaper article you'd you know send it out to people that, you know the newspapers who you have you know steady relationships with and they just kind of drop it in like an article And, uh, you know, that would be it. The client would be happy, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, I really wish the world worked that way. Now we have, you know, Facebook and blah, blah, blah. And I thought to myself, well, I can understand how that might be easy if we were living in the past, but it's not the way the world works anymore. And personally, I find the way the, the media world works these days to be very stimulating. I mean, it can be very challenging. That there's a lot of people clamoring for attention and there's a lot of competition you know for the scarce uh, airtime and you know bandwidth and all of that kind of thing but uh, but I look at it as kind of a fun um, creative challenge and so when I write a press release I try to make I mean sort of my goal is to get the media gatekeeper to say yes uh, whether this is a print reporter at a newspaper you know like the New York Times or a The host of a podcast series, or a blogger, or, you know, whoever it may be, um, I want to give them everything they might be looking for to make their job easy. I mean, again, I, I know, you know, when I was working as a producer for Good Morning America or, you know, one of the other news organizations I've worked for over the years. You know, I was a working person just like every one of us, and I'd get into the office at a certain time, and sometimes the days would seem to last forever, and often I would be asked to come up with an idea for a segment for the show the next day, and what am I going to do? What's a good fit for our audience? You know, it's like, it's kind of hard work, and like I said earlier, a lot of news organizations these days, especially national media, are understaffed and the pressure is really on, you know, for ratings and you know, it's a hard, hard job. So if you can give the a producer, reporter, assignment desk editor, uh, or anyone else in the media, for that matter, a uh, you know, a, a, an idea that they can easily implement, um, they are going to be appreciative, and your your uh, chances of getting that airtime, sort of this free exposure, is uh, you know, goes up exponentially. Um, and so, I'll just give you a quick example of that. Um, when when I was working at Good Morning America, I did a lot of different kinds of stories. One of the types of stories that I did was medical stories. And so at one point, uh, I was assigned a story about in new sort of a, back, a new technique for back fusion spinal surgery, and instead of putting um, putting the surgeon front and center and you know looking at the new technology, et cetera. You know, that was in the story, for sure, but front and center in the story was a dad, you know, a guy who's about my age these days. And, uh, you know, I have a daughter who's 19. She's not quite getting married yet. But this dad said, well, I really, I'm having incredible back pain. I can't even imagine walking down the aisle with my daughter at her wedding. That's just like one of life's big moments and so on. And so he underwent this... uh, innovative uh, spinal fusion back surgery and it worked like a charm uh... and then we got video of him rollerblading you know, it's like look how limber this guy is it's amazing And of course he did walk his daughter down the aisle at her wedding so basically what i'm telling you here is that the story um, had lots of human emotion and drama sort of a before and after story which I've also, you know, sometimes when I've worked with clients and gotten them on shows like The Doctors, you know, they love before and after, you know, human experience. You know, how did this person's life change? This certainly works for coaching as well. And so, you know, so rather than putting the academic expert front and center, it's more a person who can illustrate what we're talking about, the transformation. And so, you know, knowing that a morning show like Good Morning America really likes that transformation, um, you know, I would write my press release emphasizing that. And so you know I'll get in, would it be helpful to get into the structure of the press release?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Okay,
2: okay cool. So I'm not quite sure how I came up with this theory, but it's something I've been talking about for a few years now. I call it the three thirty three rule, number three, the number thirty, the number three. And basically, when I write a press release, I come up with a headline. In a subheadline, body of the press release might be, you know, I tend to write a little long, to be honest with you. So it might be six or eight paragraphs with some bullet points in there, and uh, and that kind of thing. So in the chances are, the person you're pitching, and again, you know, look at the reporters, look at the journalists or the show hosts who cover your beat or do stories similar to what you, you know, what you're pitching. I mean, if it's parenting or Music or whatever it may be, you know, get those names, you know, associated with those media outlets. And, uh, you know, and, and I'd be happy to talk later about how you find their contact information and so on. But you, you have these people in mind. And so chances are, especially if it's a national show of some kind, um, or has any kind of sizable audience, uh, they get a lot of pitches. And so um, how do you stand out? Well, chances are they do not have time to read your entire press release. Um, so you want to grab their attention right from the get go so that's why where the first 3 comes into play in 3 seconds they should be able to look at that you know primary headline perhaps the subheadline and see why the story is a perfect fit for their show why it, you know they their job is to deliver value just like you know your job and my job is to deliver value to our clients uh, the job of a producer you know who works under an executive producer and you know news organization and so on their job is to deliver value to their viewers. You know, viewers will stay tuned. Sometimes it's entertainment. You know, not necessarily. Hey, this is going to change my life. But you know, they have to deliver value. And so, um, a press, they get many, many, many press releases every day. They're not going to read your entire press release. You know, that is one common mistake that people make, they think, you know, especially when they're doing it themselves, you know, handling their own PR, because, of course, they, you know, have no real prior experience at this, so you have to dive in somewhere, but they think, oh my gosh, this is so cool, I've got this reporter on the line, and, you know, we're having a conversation. They, their time is very limited, you know, you need to be able to make your pitch in 30 seconds, 60 seconds, something like that, so you need to write headlines for your press releases that grab their attention right away, demonstrate why it's a perfect fit for their audience. Um, why it's timely? Um, you know, for example, I'm, I'm working with a client now whose focus—it's—it's it's actually a, a for-profit business that works with uh, retailers and so on. So it's not exactly a you know 501c3 nonprofit, but their focus right now is providing back-to-school supplies for for kids in need. And uh, you know, I'm going to be talking to them later today about um, you know, as as we're talking right now, you know, there's a lot of Change going on in southeastern Texas, you know, a natural disaster there. There are a lot of kids that are affected, a lot of families that are affected. So we have an opportunity to help those families, and that's the kind of story that a lot of journalists are going to be looking for. So that certainly goes into the headline. That it's newsworthy, it's timely, it's of value to that audience. Okay, so if you pass that three-second rule, you know, like the person reading the press, like, yeah, this this fits with uh, what I do here. I, this this is interesting. I believe they're going to give you 30 seconds to um read the next, you know, sentence or two or the first paragraph of your press release. And for me when I write a press release, it's always again making it timely making it, you know, maybe getting into the human emotion that I just mentioned as far as, uh, you know, somebody's like the the dad with the the spinal surgery and so on. So, you know, a little human emotion, making it timely. You know, sometimes if there's, you know, X million people affected by this particular issue, you know, know, there's such a huge variety that we could talk about, you know, college loans or, um, you know, people in hunger in America or, you know, just endless you know, statistics are persuasive, and for for producers and reporters, they're persuaded by that. So if they like the headline in three seconds, they'll read the first paragraph in 30 seconds, and if they say, yeah, yeah, this is working for me, I think this could be something good for us, um, they'll give you three minutes to read the rest of your press release. And uh, notice, I said three minutes, so again, if you're you know you manage to get them on the phone sometime or you feel like right just letting it rip with an email and you're writing and writing and writing you know they're going to look at that and their eyes are going to glaze over and they're just not going to give you you know 10 minutes or 20 minutes they just don't have time for that so that's why you know this 333 rule is sort of something helpful to keep in mind to be concise and take it step by step by step and um you know would it be helpful to give another example of that
1: Yeah, if you can, uh, if you could give a brief example, because you really nailed it on the head. That you know, when somebody, if you're trying to get somebody's attention, it's got to be something that's going to solve a problem, or references a pleasant experience, or can change an experience that can change something from either bad to good. I think that's what really has to stand out, and you really uh, nailed those points down. I think a lot of times people focus on what they do and how great. Their product is or their service, but it's got to be about the audience. It's yeah. got to be something why that's what you know these these media outlets are looking for. That's what's going to boost ratings, readership, viewership, and all that type of stuff. So go ahead, Tom. Sorry sure. about that. Sure. And
2: and I'll and I'll just throw in you know I, I don't think we've touched on this exactly. It's, I mean it's kind of an obvious point, but we haven't specifically touched on it. It's why are we doing all this? Well, we're doing all this number one because we have that desire to serve people change their lives, help them. You know, I mean, my my tagline for my business is connect, communicate, change the world. So, you know, I tend not to work with, you know, like vacuum cleaner manufacturers or whatever. It's more, you know, coaching and stuff like that. So I think we all have that desire to help people and share, you know, the area of life that we're fascinated by, whether it's parenting or finance or health and fitness and stuff like that. And by connecting with an audience and by helping them we list our profile and, you know, just as we all know that, you know, testimonials, written testimonials on our website or what have you is very, very helpful. And, you know, when we want to close a new client or something like that, to have people see us in the news, especially if we can get in the news on a frequent basis, that is going to be so persuasive and say, like, wow, the news media really appreciates this person. In, they, 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 I, I need to give them a little bit more attention because, again, like I said, we all live in a world of information overload. And so if the news media is giving this person attention, you know they've done some podcast interviews, they've appeared on a couple of local TV shows, there's on their, you know, in the news page of their website, there's a couple of links to you know, some articles that have been done. It's like people are going to stop and say, wow, this, you know, I've been looking at 10 different financial advisors trying to think about who I want to work with. That this person seems to be in the news all the time. This is really uh, pretty cool. So, you know, that's why we're doing what we're doing. But in terms of being specific in, you know, speaking the language of the producer and the reporter, I'll just give you a quick example. Um, I've been doing a little work off and on with a lady who's basically a party planner, an event planner. She's very creative and, you know, her events are sort of outside the box. And, you know, she's really, really pretty impressive. She's very interesting. Character and she's also a psychic, basically, he calls herself an intuitive. So I had pitched, I had written a press release on that 333 format that I just mentioned, uh, sent it to various TV shows. One show, a Fox TV station in a, in a major city, said, This sounds pretty interesting. Can you um, give me some video of, of this person? I just want to see how she looks, you know, in an interview setting. And my my uh, client had never really done anything like that. You know, we all have to start somewhere, that's perfectly fine. And she said, Well how about this video? And it was sort of a promotional video, uh, for her work as a psychic, which was pretty fascinating and all that stuff. But it didn't respond to what the um you know, the uh the executive producer of this show was looking for. Yeah. And like I said, these people are so stretched for time. You know, you have to notice what they're asking for you have to really cater to their needs very very specifically so we've come up with sort of a new strategy but uh you know like i said make it you know my principle is make it as easy for them to say yes as possible and that's by being laser focused and by being helpful and being concise and demonstrating the value that they will have a turn to share with their audience you know etc um i'll just throw one more thing in uh, a couple years ago, when I was working for a PR firm, I brought in a friend of mine who's sort of the top producer for. At that time, was Regis and Kelly, and of course, then it was uh, Kelly and Michael, and you know, on and on. And she she was coaching you know the, the people on our PR team, and she said, basically, when you get on a TV show, it's sort of like a deal. It's like we're giving you five minutes of free airtime in front of millions of people, and you can talk about your book, your movie, blah blah blah. And what we want is we want to give our audience an entertaining show that really serves them, and will make them want to come back tomorrow and make, certainly make sure that they don't change the channel to watch our competitor, you know, to, again, ratings. So there's sort of that deal going on. So if you can, even if it's on a local level or a uh, you know newspaper or whatever, if you can give the journalist, you know, the media gatekeeper something so that they can serve their audience, they're going to give you some valuable airtime or, you know, whatever it may be. So,
1: you
3: know, uh, that that's helpful.
1: so It's it's so spot on, Tom, because, I mean, again, you know, they're looking for content that's going to interest their audience, and the audience is going to engage that content. It could be something that's going to solve a problem, create awareness, maybe create an experience that could take them from something bad to good. So it's so important that you have to adapt that content very specific and laser-focused to capture their attention, and getting that visibility across these media outlets, that in essence tells people or the audience you serve that you're vetted. Yep. You're vetted that that you could be somebody that that could be trusted. You have that credibility because you've been vetted through the media, and yep. that's so important, so it's a win-win. We're going to probably we're gonna expand a little bit more on that. Uh, we're going to be going to break, but again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success radio show. I'm with Tom Martin from Tom Martin Media. Again, you can find Tom at tommartinmedia.com. And we're going to be right back, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, what you can do to make most out of an interview opportunity with the media. We'll
3: be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice
0: america. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. Find
3: out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America.
0: You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're here with Tom Martin talking about sure, six surefire ways to secure more media attention. If you're just joining us We had covered with what Tom had covered with us was, you know, certain types of ways to handle a media interview as the best way to attract new clients, how to really separate yourself from others in your segment so that you could stand out. We also talked about certain ways that you could go about writing your own press release that is laser focused to get the attention of the media that caters to the audience that you serve. So what we're going to be talking about today, uh, the last segment of the show, Tom. I wanted to well, I wanted to see if the listeners would be because I know they'll be interested in finding out more when they actually secure the interview. How do they go about making most, uh, making the most out of the interview opportunity itself? What do they do? What What is the agenda, the process that they need to follow?
2: Sure, perfect. Um, I love that question. Um, and it's great, great being with you, Chris. Uh, I, I, you know, I love, love how we have a chance to talk about sort of things you and I talk about one-on-one quite often these days and, and to, to include your, your great audience in the conversation. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's like, uh, for for uh, one of our colleagues in, uh, in our mastermind group, Ken, uh, for his real estate magazine a couple months ago, he invited me to write an article for this real estate magazine. And, you know, being a person who I love variety in my life, so I'm always shifting gears, different topics, and so on. And so, this article that I, one of the points, one of the sort of the bullet points I included in this article that I wrote for Ken's magazine was I said, the little under, you know, the little highlight was, you know, an interview is not a tennis match. And, like, well, what the heck does that mean? Well, what I mean by that is so often we're thinking, I really want to get media attention, I really want to get my word out there, I want to be seen by television viewers and radio listeners etc and and uh i really want to make that happen and so i'm going to write this awesome press release and it's really strategic and you know on and on and on and then you get you know feedback you know the call back from uh, the producer saying wow i loved your press release i want to have you on our show can you can you be on on tuesday and then you think you know yes i nailed it this is awesome well the the process is not over at that point. You're not, you know, a lot of people say, I got the interview. They want me to come in. So I'll sit down in the studio, you know, if it's a television interview, and I wonder what question they're going to throw at me first. Well, you know, obviously they're going to stick, you know, pretty much to the points you ma- mentioned in your press release, so there aren't going to be any huge surprises. But, but I mentioned this uh, sort of tennis match uh, metaphor because some, so often people, especially if they're new to the process, they haven't been interviewed that many times. They're, they're like, I wonder what they're going to ask. I don't know. It's like, so you're like constantly it's sort of like living in reaction rather than, you know, proactively. And I definitely encourage people to think about, like, what's the most one or two or three most important points um, you can bring up in an interview? What would you like to leave, you know, make sure that the audience gets because um, whatever topic you may have, you know, whatever your field of expertise, you can't really control these, uh, you know, hosts. And uh, no, no offense, Chris, but uh, sometimes human nature, being what it is, um, they're gonna, you know, if you're talking about parenting or something like, if you're a parenting expert and you've written a book about it or something, they might say, well, yeah, this really reminds me of when I was a kid and this thing happened, and it's like you were probably, you may be sitting there in in the chair in the studio, it's like, oh my gosh. You know, television time is so short, we only have five minutes or four minutes, and, you know, this person's going off on a tangent, I can't believe this is, you know, and so you need to sit down in the chair with one or two or three points that you're prepared to bring up, and uh, it's funny, I've been sort of offering this advice for many years now, and, uh, you know, the whole political... World has gotten a bit uh, wild these days, as we know. But uh, it still holds true that if you ever watch one of these presidential debates, and you know, moderator or panelist asks a certain question about you know, healthcare reform or something, and the candidate says, "Oh my gosh, I know that's not my strongest point," or "I notice there's only two minutes left on the clock," you know, I'm going to like give a passing nod to the idea of health reform, and it's so important to everyone in our country, but. But with that, you know, so how can I pivot to education? Because that's really where I'm strong. So then, you know, they're sort of making that pivot in the conversation. And that's what any one of us can do in an interview also. And uh, sometimes if you can bring up, you know, a phrase like, you know, hey, Chris, you know what I found really exciting about my work with television news? You know, I can ease into something, a point that I would like to bring up. Or, you know, it's like, what of the really, f- i learned something in, in doing my work over the years that's so surprising. It's like a, a host of a show is not going to say, uh, yeah, 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 we don't really have time for that. I have another question on my list. they gonna say, surprising? Wow, I want to hear about that. So the point being here that you really do have more control over, um, you know, the points that you make in an interview than uh, you might think. And I would also encourage people to, um, you know, two things real quick. Uh, one is to tell stories, and I don't mean lengthy stories. I mean, with my stories today, I've tried to keep them kind of concise, like the father with the, uh, the back fusion surgery and the lady who's not only a party planner but a psychic on the side and all of that, you know, give them a couple little details because i love i love audio interviews i love radio interviews podcast interviews and so on because i think even you know some people say well i want to be on television you know uh but audio gives people a chance to use their imagination it really engages them they start thinking well what would it be like if i were in that position and you know stuff like that so i love how that how it works like that and um you know, so paint pictures, you know, tell stories. If there's one or two or three points you want to talk about, like how you're, you know, it's like I, uh, I do a lot of, you know, it's, it's, I'll talk about later, I do a lot of work with authors. And so I might talk about, well, I worked with this author one time, and here's what we were trying to do, and here's this s- s- solution we came up to to overcome a challenge. And, you know, tell little stories. I really encourage that. And then, you know, I'll just throw in one other tip at this point. Well, I'll go well, two two quick tips, actually. One is um, use, I would encourage people to use every interview as a stepping stone to something else. I mean, I know, um, you know, there there's so many things that people can find on your website, Chris. So that when if, if they're meeting you for the first time, I mean maybe some people listening to this interview or you know hearing you for the first time, they know that you know. Well, this is just this just can can be just the beginning of the process, and there's a potential to the opportunity to go so much deeper. And so you know if you're only if you're doing a four-minute TV interview, you know mention that there's something on your website or something. Uh, for example, I, I did uh, some PR for a doctor who's an expert in smell and taste research, very interesting guy, Dr. Alan Hirsch, and this was some years ago, and so he, he always came up with many interesting stories for pitching. One happened to do with a, a diet study, weight loss, and a very effective uh, weight loss approach, and so we did a number of radio interviews, and I encouraged him in every radio interview saying, well, you know, our time is really tight here. We only have a couple of minutes, but if you go to my website, um You can download the study and you can really read more about it you know or some or you know direct them to YouTube or something like that and uh, you know we all do our best to put together a sort of strategic uh website, and so while they're looking at that net free downloadable article or study, they might also oh there's this this expert has a book available too that's kind of interesting, or, or oh, I can sign up for their newsletter. So, it's like you, you know, I would definitely encourage people to use every interview as a stepping stone for the next step in the conversation. And then, uh, last but not least, in terms of interviews, I would say a lot of people, especially if they're new to the process, and especially if it's a telev- television uh, interview or even online video, perhaps for some people, some people can be a bit shy, I think, when we're caught up in the enthusiasm of sharing our expertise uh... we kind of overcome that shyness for the most part but i would just encourage people especially if they're new to think about that important message they want to share with the world don't think about themselves like oh my gosh did i wear the right outfit how how are these colors and oh i can't believe that i said um... i keep saying um... you know if you're caught up in the enthusiasm and the passion of that message that you really want to get out there to the world you tend to think about the message itself and not so much about yourself and, you, you know, again, if it's a TV situation, um, you don't think about the hot lights in the studio and you know, the host controlling the situation. You think about your message, and you think about one person out there who you can help. And you know, I've, I've heard many interviews that you've done, Chris, and I know that uh, you know, you, you're just so focused on being helpful. You know, that really shines through, and I think uh, whether it's uh, radio, television, or even through an article, People get that because, like, wow, this person really wants to help. And um, I think people can tell when that's going on, you know.
1: Yeah, they could definitely read it. And that's, you know, and like you said earlier when we were talking, it's about adding value and really connecting with the people. And that's what's so important. And, you know, with this, and it's got to be, like you said, you can't be just going off on a tangent. It's got to be really laser focused to whatever the topic is, but really creating that experience, you know, because that's what people really relate to. and they, they get caught up. They, it's the experience. Somebody's story, it, it, that experience could, could relate to theirs in some way, directly or indirectly. And that's where they kind of say, hey, this is the person that I want to follow. This is the person that I think can help with my particular situation. And that's why it's so important, like you said, don't get up and caught up in all the small stuff or the small details. It's really, again, about showing that passion through your voice whether if you're on camera or not, to convey that message and, and create that experience for your, your target audience to listen to. So exactly. important. Exactly. So, Tom, I wanted to ask you, we, you know, a little bit about we talked about some ways, again, how to go about securing interviews, how to write a press release, you know, how to make the most out of an interview opportunity. What are some of the things that we should avoid when it comes to you know, press releases or getting the attention of media? What are some things that we should avoid here?
2: Sure. Well, there are two primary things I think are really important to bear in mind. And for people who are sort of new to this process and want to give it a try, uh, they might not think of these things because, again, like I said, um, in, in terms of our natural desire to... Share our expertise and experience with with others. We listen, you know. I think it's good to listen to our intuition and instincts, and you know, we're we're each unique. And I think that uniqueness, um, if we can convey that uniqueness through our press releases and our pitch and so on, that's really going to help us. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, these two things might seem like uh, going contrary to our instincts and intuitions, but trust me, they will help you be more effective in. You know, forge that connection with the clients and customers you're seeking and also just be helpful to, to people whether, you know, they become a client or not. And, the, you know, number one is look outward, not inward. Um, I, you know, what are people really looking for? What do people need? Um, you know, a few minutes ago I mentioned a friend of mine who works in the SEO field, and he's always hammering home the point about, you know, on Google you can look up, you know, if you're doing a search, Um. As you're doing a search, uh, you can see what questions people are asking Google, what are the most frequently asked questions, you know, Uh, with with reference to some of the blog posts I've written over the years. For example, uh, sometimes I just feel like getting a little creative or whatever, but my friend is saying, no, 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 Tom, you really need to see exactly what questions are people asking. and That's what you should be writing your blog posts about and so on. And for example, uh, he uh, uh, did some work with an insurance firm, one of the many things they insure happens to be you know, high-end uh, luxury sports cars, so he encouraged them to create a page about you know, your, you know, if you're interested in insuring your Ferrari or something. And so because not many other insurance f- firms you know, nationally were doing that kind of thing, um, people who were looking for that very, very narrow-focused topic Found this firm, and you know, I'm sure it opened the door to, to business. And I think we can do this. We can all do the same thing by looking out, you know, outward. What, what, you know, what are people going through right now? Um, again, I mentioned, you know, we're, we're you know, in, in general at, the, at this time, we a lot of people are focusing on the big natural disaster in uh, southeastern Texas, and so a lot of people are yeah. looking for ways, to, looking for ways to help. And so, like I mentioned earlier, one client I'm working with. Uh, has sort of a a campaign for back-to-school supplies. I think, you know, yesterday I pledged a little money on uh, Facebook because Facebook said, hey, if you'd like to help the situation down there, you know, here's something you can do. So it's just you're, you're, you're anticipating what people out there are thinking about and you're giving them an opportunity to sort of follow through, whether it's knowledge or, you know, helping them get on a better exercise plan or, you know, whatever it might be. Well, that's one thing: is look outward, not inward. <laughs> I know it's yep. kind of obvious, so, and and also what I mean by that is not say, well, I want to tell you about all the many awards I've won, and you know, and, and it's nice to talk about different testimonials and stuff like that. But again, that's looking inward and not outward. <laughs> really helps people, you know. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, Tom, real quick, we only have about a minute left. I wanted the people to let you know, let, uh, know where where can they find you. What are you working on right now? because you've offered so much information. And I want to make sure that the listeners can tap into getting more information directly from you.
2: Sure. Well, I'm always happy to hear from people. And my email address is tom at tommartinmedia.com. And my website is tommartinmedia.com. And uh, you know, every month I make space for four or five people to sort of consultations, whether it's by phone or Skype or even in an uh, in, in-person meeting, because I just love coming up with a creative strategy to help people get more attention. You know, people really want to be heard, and I love helping them do that, whether it's writing press releases or coming up with media campaigns. Um, you know, again, I have many years of journalistic experience, and so I think that can help uh, not just in terms of, you know, knowing people who to pitch, and they, they see the email coming in from me, and they, they sort of pay attention, see where we can go from there. But also, you know, just this, you know, like, like anyone with experience, uh, it, it, it helps... Uh, expedite the process and then uh, you know I I really love helping people who um, who want to get closure you know again I work with a lot of authors and so someone who spends a year or two years or five years writing a book and all that toil and sweat they want to reach an audience and so I help them you know if it was a football game I help them get you know that that final yard line and cross over to get the goal you know
1: Oh, great. Tom, I want to thank you so much for being here today. You offered a wealth of knowledge for the uh, listeners today. I want to thank you also, the listeners, for tuning in today to hear Tom talk about uh, PR strategy. And again, we thank you for joining us at the Sustainable Success Radio Show, and we will see you next Wednesday. Thank you so much, Tom, for joining us today. Thank
2: you. Loved it. Thank
1: you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.